Hello, listeners. You found us here at the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. We are the Brandons, and we're here with you uh, at the last week of October. How you been? I'm great. I've had a very busy October, and I'm so glad it's over. Almost over. What do we have in store? Well, we've, got, we've got a lot to catch up on. A few weeks worth of catching yep. up in. So walk us through it. Yeah, so uh, you saw the Halloween movie. I did, and very appropriate being that Wednesday is Halloween, so hey. Hey. Uh, I did not, but I'm really looking forward to hearing a little bit about it. We'll do a spoiler-ish. Free? Spoiler-ish? Spo- mild spoiler. Okay, mild spoiler review. Yeah, just my um, quick little take on it. And then, of course... Uh, after two delays, it's finally here, and it's finally in our uh, our our Xbox Red Dead. Red Dead, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I we're know. Gonna talk about that just from a very very um, early impression point of view. Yeah, we've each had just a small handful of hours with it. It just came out, so uh, we can't go into too much detail, but we can give you our first impressions. It's crazy how someone already has a review out a day beforehand, how early they must have actually got to fully immerse themselves in the game. And that's without the online component, because that's not even a feature yet. But yeah, we'll discuss the, and, uh, discuss and that game. That th- you can tell that game is big. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It is a BBC of video games. Yeah. And I also got the Shadow of the Tomb Raider game. Right. We were talking about that last time, so we'll see if it was worth it, uh-huh. bridging that gap. And then uh, we're going to be spending a little time with some Netflix stuff that's all been whether it's news or a release exclusively to this month, uh, including but not limited to. Uh, I'm going to talk a little about Haunting of Hill House, which was awesome. Uh, Daredevil Season 3 is here making big impressions. We'll tell you just uh, what we think of it so far, perspective to where we are in our viewings. And then you might have heard, you might have read about this, you might have seen this, um, that Daredevil is a great show. But the lesser show, Iron Fist (laughs) and uh, Luke Cage, uh, both got canceled after two seasons. So we're going to discuss some thoughts on how and why. On why, yeah. yeah. So. And some rumors. Yep, a lot to talk about. But we have to, of course, before we get into all that, we have to thank those that are making this possible. We've got sponsors. That matter a lot to us. And I think we're going to take a minute to tell you about them personally. Yeah. Do you mind yeah. if I? Yes, please. Okay, so it's not Squarespace. It's not Stamps.com. But it's something equally as important and life-changing, especially... For those that really it applies to, I want to let you guys know about Two Can Play That Game. What is that? Well, very simply, it's a unique line of toys and board games made exclusively for conjoined twins. It's Two Can Play That Game because they kind of have to. How do you find that? TwoCanPlayThatGame.com? Yeah, you just put your heads together. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a website, so just Google it. Exactly. Two can play that game. What else, Brandon? Second up on the fake sponsored docket is we have Osama Zin Laden's Death to the Zinfandels Wine Club. It's a wine club for radical Muslim terrorists. Join this jihadi wine club and enjoy wines from around the world as they plan the demise of those very locations. Mm. At Osama Zin Laden's Death to the Zinfandels Wine Club, you can enjoy a wine flight before your flight. Because if you're going to go out... Go out in style. Oh, cheers to that. <laughs> Those were beer bottles. <laughs> Close thing. enough. Same thing. For just $9.11 per month, you can, be, specific. you can be a part of this exclusive club. Meetings happen at an undisclosed location in a desert or maybe a cave. Yeah, just maybe. kidding. They meet at Starbucks on the corner of 4th and Main in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. So come check it out. You are guaranteed to have a blast when you join Osama Zin Laden's Death to Zinfandel's Wine Club. We got one more fake sponsor. Great, great product we want to tell you about. Hey, if you've had an early arriving baby, you know, a little preemie, then get them the right nutrition. This is called Pre-Me-Yum. It's a unique, specially formulated brand of baby food that's carefully crafted for your early arriving bundle of joy. We're putting the yum, and that's in quotations, in premium grade baby food. Premi Yum gives your premies the unique nutritional profiles they need with the taste they're going to want. Ask about our early bird savings, which basically gets you 10% off your order if made before December 31st. Premi Yum. Wait, can we do that together? Sure. That's pre-me-yum. Sounds sounds way better when we do it together. Everything sounds better in stereo. So is going to be the rest of this podcast. Where are we going to land first? Let's start in uh, video games. Last time we talked to you guys, we were mulling over Shadow of the Tomb Raider, saying it's a good linking game, at least as far as the 
the actual real time is released to get us to Red Dead 2. You picked it up. I did not. What are your thoughts? You can spoil it. You can unspoil it. No, well, there's nothing much to spoil because I haven't finished it. But Fair um, enough. So at this point... At this point, it is a genuinely good game. It's just that I picked it up as this sort of in-betweener game, right? Where like I was done with Spider-Man and then I was waiting for Red Dead. And so I was like, all right, well, it's on sale. I'll go pick it up. I'll spend some time with it. If if you had the time and real interest to play this game, it is absolutely a good game. It's very well polished. It's if you like the 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 previous two games, you're definitely definitely going to like this because it's everything that those two games offered and more with better quality, like more um, dialogue with with people around these kind of towns that you're in and um, and the and the scenery that they show you and what you find is just absolutely beautiful. Sure. But I, I can't help but think to myself that this for me is just a filler game. You're right. And so like something like Spider-Man, I had so much more fun with Spider-Man that the moment that the Spider-Man DLC came out, I was like, I don't even care about this game anymore. I want to go play that. Yeah. Um, which I ad- admittingly didn't get to do yet because I, it was only a few days away from Red Dead. And I was like, why go get DLC when I know Red Dead? If we out? had more time, so then this would be a no-brainer. But of, yeah. Of course, the day Red Dead comes out, you know, I put it in my system. 17 hours later, it's done downloading. <laughs> no doubt. And then I can play it. <laughs> so like, that's all I wanted to do since. Is it worth the purchase? Yes, if you get it on sale. Fair enough, and which you did. Or yeah, I would also say yes if you get this in a time where there's not a handful of really good games coming out. Right, now we're just right, r- now, right into the thick yeah, of it. With, um, I feel like Fallout 76 just a few weeks away waiting in the wings too. I know, and I'm, there's no way I can pick up that we game. We just got to become professional gamers. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. Make that our job, but until that point... Um, we, we have to get real sponsors and not all these fake sponsors before uh, we can actually do that. Yeah, it's... We're doing this all wrong. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, what is the strongest part of the game? Like, what pulls you in the most? Is it the graphics? Because I've watched some gameplay. It looks amazing. Um, is it the story? Is it what is it that is um, the story? Is nothing appealing about this game? Special? Like, it's good. I think it's kind I, of a, like apocalyptic. Is it not? Well, uh, it is. Yes. Basically. <laughs> Early on in the game, she does something to bring. Yeah, exactly. The... Early on in the game, uh, Lara does something that inadvertently, apparently, started this huge cataclysmic, cataclysmic storm, or and and right. and like a shit ton of people die. And so from the get go, you're like, "Ugh, I kind of don't want to play this character anymore." If she's really the reason it happened, but then you know, according to the story, uh, she's like the one that can fix it. Sure. Um, so it, it, the story is a little bit far off from what I would normally expect Mm -hmm. a Tomb Raider game is, but there are a few things that they did really well. They, they got back to real legitimate tombs and those are fun. They have some really good puzzles that do not give you the answer. You know, like a lot of, a lot of puzzle games or puzzles in games will present you this issue, this challenge. And it's pretty obvious how to solve it. But there's been a handful of times where I'm like, God, I am having a hard time figuring this out. Okay. But then it did make finding it out kind of more rewarding. So sure. I appreciate that. I appreciate that they don't treat their players like they're, um, that they need hints all the time. You're right. But really, the number one thing is the gameplay is good. It's it's solidly good. But the graphics are gorgeous. Yeah, it looks stunning, especially like in that 4K resolution. Yeah. Cool. And of course, there's always, you know, when you screw up and fall off a ledge or, you know, you don't turn or press a button at the right time and then you your character just goes through some spikes mm. or falls off a ledge into a wolf pit and gets devoured. Like there's all these <laughs> they do like little brutal cut scenes that <laughs> that are, were a staple in the first and second one. Yeah, um, the first one in particular, when she's fallen down that like ravine type structure. Gets and- impaled. Yeah, and it like goes like through. Oh, her through her neck. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, and she's still alive to basically hear herself. Yeah. Die. And so they they have oh. that, and it you know it kind of takes you back, and you're like, yeah, this is this was kind of one of the cool things. Yeah. That I liked about the previous. It almost makes you want to accidentally fall or accidentally not time the button, uh, quick time event, right, just to see what the, that the that actually was. happened. Yeah. So I was um I was playing the game. My girlfriend happens to come home, 
and yeah, I was <laughs> I was in this like flood right where this flood was kind of taking me through and I was explaining I was like yeah this game does this thing where if you mess up in these certain situations she has a horrible death and she's like really and I was like yeah For like example. watch what happens if I do this and it, just at that very moment I just pushed to the left and I just got impaled by spikes. And she was Ugh. like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's shocking, especially and if you're when, seeing Yeah, when you're like not used to time. it. Like, yeah. Pretty but cool. I was ready for it. So, obviously, Red Dead's now out. That's going to consume. Yes. But it sounds like this will still be something you'll you'll finish eventually. I will. But it's I'm probably not going to pick this up till easily into early 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right now, it's just not on the top of my list. Yeah. But it's a good, not great game, it sounds like, if I could put, you know, decipher what you're saying. It depends on... For I, you. I just think, for me, it's not the right time. Right. This yeah, is like, timing is This is like a is weird important. relationship. Where I'm like, look... Like, I really like, like you. I, think I feel you're like great, things but... are good. We're vibing. I like everything about this, but I'm just not ready for this. Like, I want to impale you in that certain <laughs> sense. <laughs> but I just... But the timing's just not there. I'll impale you maybe early next year. And what we'll predominantly be playing until next year maybe even beyond is red dead Two. yep i've only put two hours into it like literally i actually thought you were going to be putting a lot more into it because i, I to, was very limited on time for as, the reasons i well. explained to you before we were recording it's just not been that kind of weekend for me i'm one of those guys that even though i've already committed to buying it months before it came out put my special or special i pre-ordered the special edition i knew i was going to like it i knew i was going to be committed to it i still am curious what other people think and I, like just metacritic as a for example there's Nothing but positive reviews from critics. And then the users, especially for the Xbox platform, because you could you know pick it apart by platform, um, are like in the fives as an average. I get people's complaints that it's slow and it's... And it, it is. And it, but it's slow now. And it's slow so you don't burn out and get done playing it in three weeks. It's going... I can get the sense that this is a carefully crafted plot. Yes. You know, the plotting, I should say, is very carefully crafted. The beginning's awesome. I like the beginning. It's slow. It's cool. It reminds me of uh, one of the last Tarantino films, The Hateful Eight. I don't know if you ever saw that. I've I've seen it's very like two thirds of it, and yeah. I actually honestly never finished it. But. Yeah. Well, movie aside, it is just similar to that as far as, you know. It is. Well, you know, that again, beginning snow, part, yeah. Snowstorm sure. and, you know, taking over where there's already a gang posted up. Reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm not getting a sense just yet. And again, this is what probably going to be anywhere from like 60 to 100 hours if you're just following the, the mainframe story of who Arthur Morgan is. And I like that, though. He's kind of a mysterious guy. Well, yeah, I think that you're going to find out about his past a little bit more and about the, the gang that he's with a little bit the more. Vanderlin? Dutch's gang. Yeah. yeah. And I like Dutch. He's going to be a complex character. He's very well respected. And I like how even when they uh, go that house, mild spoiler here, if, but I'm sure you guys have well eclipsed this if you're playing it like we are by now by the time you're hearing this and you find the, basically that the gal they was hanging out in the cellar that they made a, the other gang made a widow. And he like Arthur Morgan says to her like, Hey, we're bad men, but we're not that kind of bad. Right. And I like that. He's like saying, yeah, we're a gang, but we're looking out for ours. Right. And but we're not rapists and murderers. Yeah. We're not going like, to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I like, I, I, I did like that. And it's got an old school feeling too. It reminds me of, um, do you ever see either of the, the versions of the movie True Grit, whether it's the yeah, original John Yeah, I saw Wayne the newer one. one. And then the newer one that the... Um, yeah, this game really feels like a Western. It does. I mean, I like that. It has that unforgiven... It, it doesn't feel like a video game in a no, Western bang, setting. Bang, bang. It feels like you're playing a Western movie. Yeah, and it's slowly going to unravel itself. It's not just going to say, out the bat, here's all your weapons, here's your bullet time or dead eye or whatever they call that. Right. Uh, basically, the Max Payne meter that Rockstar yeah. is known for. Yeah, and that, they're still, that's still in there. <laughs> yeah, and then the hunting's going to come later. But I just, I like the slow burn. I really do. I, I agree with you. It's totally slow. Um, I think it's a little bit slower than I would like, but I respect the pace it's taking because the creators were like, we don't want to make this action-paced game. We want to make a world. A story. We want to make a story. And, and we want the time to flesh out yes. the characters and the dialogue with everyone. And that's one of the things that's so shocking to me is how much vo voice dialogue there is oh, yeah. in this And it's so good, story. too. It sounds so authentic. It sounds like you're taking a tour and you're like uh, yeah. like an old fort and you're listening to like old reenactment voices on the little headset you do when like you were a kid taking mm -hmm. a field trip. I really think that it the pacing in these first few hours is intentional as it is to make you stop and notice just the 
artistry that went into making oh, this gorgeous. snowy mountain. It's like literally that movie. Well, Cold and when mountain. you get out of the snow, it's yeah, even, even more beautiful with when like, everything's green. When and, you shoot like a body and they fall into the snow, it shows like they basically make a snow angel or the horse yeah. tracks in the snow. It's just like no detail spared. And I just, it makes you realize, yeah, this is why it's almost taken nine years. I think yeah. 2010 was when Red Dead... Well, if they that. started it right away, but yeah, but I'm saying it's such a long time between titles. You know, this is actually the third Red Dead title. I forgot about that. Yeah. There was Red Dead Revolver back yeah, in the day, yeah. which was more of a just shoot 'em up, mm-hmm. bang bang. I like this adult style game. I realize it's not for everybody, but it harkens back to Last of Us. It harkens back to got the new God of War, but even slower. Yeah, but even slower so far. But it's but yes, it's an a it's game for one, it's adults. among those. It's among that category of games that you don't play just for the gameplay. You play because you're immersed in a, a story. Yeah. Where the game is made by the details, it's not good. by the broad spectrum of what it is. This game will be hard to review. We're probably not going to be able to review it because, you know, we're not professional sure. reviewers. And we're not professional gamers. So 60 hours, say minimum, to finish this game if you stay on the rails, that, that could take months for us, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I can't say yeah. that, oh, this is a, a perfect 10, or I see why people have been giving it 9s and 10s here and there, but I just like that it's going to be a, a slow burn game, and I'm totally cool with that, because I literally, you know, like you were saying, it's not a bang-bang, shoot 'em up game, and I, we st- I still love those games. We still do. What's the number one game we play up to this point? Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. Which is just jump in, jump out. And I said to, there's a select group of uh, people I've been playing Overwatch with lately, and I said to them a couple nights ago, I was like, all right, guys, probably the last time you're going to see me for a while. And I didn't mean that despairingly or funny, like because I'm probably going to be immersed in this world, and that's what I've been looking for, and that's why yeah. I pre-ordered it. And I do like games that do that. I wish it was not quite as slow, and I wish it, like, it's like I respect it for what it is, but there are times where I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do now? Like, what am I supposed to do? Because it kind of just throws you in there. And it's like, this is your life now. <laughs> Go figure it out. It doesn't point you in the right direction. But if you're somebody who has limited time, it's certainly not the right game to play. Yeah. Um, but if you're willing to have this be the only game you play for the next four months, at least, yeah, then this is the right game for you. Yeah, I'm down and for I, that. I, I, I'm down for it. I, I don't totally agree when you say it's slow now and it'll pick up. I don't think it's quite going to pick up. I think it's always going to be... I think the missions will be where the action is. But just that overall, when you're out in the world, it's it. There's, I mean, you've got to eat, you've got to stay warm. Like it's part survival game in some way. It is. Um, you've got to feed your horse. You got to make sure your horse isn't tired. I, I like that too. It's you not know, just some inanimate object. Literally, as time goes, you grow a beard and then you can shave it. I went to go give myself a certain beard, and it was like, no, your hair's not long enough yet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's so cool. Yeah, hair, I, I love hair simulators. But you know, it does allow you to, if you wanted to go, just have the action. You can do that. So. I just yes yesterday I was uh, not yesterday two days ago I was playing the game and um there was I was in this the town and you know how you can just like randomly talk to people and you can greet them and I was greeting everybody and I was you know I wanted to be I wanted this game I wanted to be an outlaw but I wanted to be a nice outlaw that's the way I always yeah. play is I always try to be like the best I can be at first or the very first chance you get I let the guy go for instance yeah me too yeah yeah the guy that gives you the pen mm-hmm. yeah so um then one time. Some people were mean to me. They were, you know, they like said some shit. And then so instead of doing the, um, you know, basically pressing the button to calm it down and be like, oh, all right, I was just, you know, walking on by. Like I started actually just being nasty back to them. Nice. And then he pulls out his gun. And he points it at me. And I, instead of once again, walking back and being like, all right, sorry. I just, I pressed the button one more time to say some shit to him. And he shoots me in the face. Insta-kill? No. Oh which I kind of wish it was because yeah. then what I did was I freaked out, pulled out my gun, shot him, his friend pulled out his gun. I shot him and then other people came at me and so I shot them. And before I knew it, I had 10 dead bodies around me yeah. and the cops were after me and I had a like $60 bounty on my head and I, <laughs> I was running around and I was just like, I was yelling this out loud because my girlfriend was in the room and I was like, I never wanted this. I never wanted this. <laughs> I just wanted to talk a little <laughs> and shit. Like, and uh, that's very GTA ish too. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden like you got five stars on you and the helicopters on, but at least in GTA, you can just get away and then it's gone Yeah. here. It's stuck on you. And I haven't like, I don't even have $60 yet to go pay my bounty. <laughs> 
And so, so like, I'm at that point where, and this is where the very slow point comes in. It's like, okay, I had a little fun, but now how long does it take me to go uh, maybe hunt some animals, sell some skins, make some of that money back, yeah. and then go pay off my bounty? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I, I do really enjoy it, though, but um, I see why, like, you know, IGN gave this a 10, but then, you you know, other other organizations are giving it maybe like a nine or a nine point something, but then some of the reviews are lower, right? Yeah. Because people are saying it's 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 slow. But and they're only I, reviewing it to this point. I mean, and all they the totally professional are. reviews are are to fully to, yeah yeah. But I also do see that like some people are like, ah, I this game had such hype, and when I got it, I was bored with it, because if you really were looking for something more action packed, I mean, granted, you shouldn't have been first of all. No, did but you if you play were the first one. Well, and the first one was a little bit more action packed. Up to this point, though, again, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was more a game for the times. Yeah, um, but like I can see why they're they're not as high on the reviews, but um, also I it you know it's worth saying the professional reviewers kind of like like if you're reviewing an indie film, you feel like you have to rate it a little bit higher. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Right, in with this with this with this game, it's like it had such hype that if you were going to give it any if you're if you're going to mark it down at all then you're going to have a backlash of fan people who are just going to get what mad are you at talking you. about yeah yeah so i see both sides of it i absolutely do but overall i do love the game so far and i can't wait to get more into it oh yeah when it really starts opening up and showing you what it has for you it's gonna validate our purchases yeah for sure that's pretty For much all we bucks. have. Ugh. Yeah, so it's such a. I good... spent uh, eighty because I got the special edition. Oh yeah, but I had a seventy dollars. What gift. did you get with that? Uh, a special horse, different clothes, and I'll be honest, I don't even know the rest. I don't even know that I understood. How do you? What the rest when is. did you get your special horse? Or have you gotten it yet? I I, I don't know. I don't have a point of reference because I've only got. You the You just horse. have the spotted. Yeah. Horse. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you get the special one? I'm not sure. I'll look into it. I'll probably read up. And on what are you going to do with the old horse that you built up rapport with? A uh, breed. Breed him. Oh. Yeah. You're gonna Have you ever tried breed to breed with a horse? Him? It's just watch a YouTube video one day. It's a, it's a disturbing process. No. Yeah. And we're gonna move on because that's all we got for video games. And now it's time to talk movies. Just one movie. Here it comes. So the new remake of Halloween, the uh, third or fourth or fifth movie, just titled Halloween. Who knows? came out and this one has been getting some decent reviews so i want to hear from you what are your thoughts on this on the, on the new released halloween movie yeah between the two of us i'm more of the horror fan but that's yeah. not to say that you won't watch a movie if, or a series if it's good i really like this it felt so if you're following along if you haven't seen it if you're uh, wanting to see it uh, without saying much this what this movie is asking of you is to just imagine the very first 1978 John Carpenter film and ignore all the rest, basically. Okay. So this movie is a sequel remake of sorts, if you will. So it's saying, hey, remember the the event from 40 years ago? Well, it's here again 40 years later. And not only does it do that real time, but it does that storyline-wise too. And Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode, is she still alive? Unlike she's been, uh, she was killed in one of the many sequels sequels yeah. yeah i think that was a halloween resurrection starring busta rhymes that's yeah, ironic she, that it's called resurrection and then she dies during it pretty much but she's alive and well she's a grandmother she's paranoid she's uh living a life of complete um doomsday prepper uh she's been ready for basically michael myers to get out one day because was he in jail he's been mentally incarcerated He's incarcerated in a mental institution. <laughs> I was like, what does so that mean? So they kept him in mind he's in, jail. He's in a prison in his own mind. Yeah. Uh, both. Xavier just... Exactly. That's exactly what comes to mind. Yeah, using a Cerebro. Without saying much, this was a very enjoyable film. The characters were annoying, and the characters that I thought were annoying at least died. So I'm like, that's why they were annoying. So you don't mind when they die. Um, it had a pretty high body count, but it did what a lot of old school horror movies did before it just became so sensationalist and gross and how much can we get away with and show... And still, there was some degree of that, but it did a lot of off-screen kills. Like, you just hear a scream, and then the cu- camera cuts in, you see, like, a dead body or something like that. Okay. So it, Is this thir- PG-13 or rated no, R? No, it's R. It's a hard R, don't get me okay. wrong, between the language and the, the violence. 
And there's some like ultra violence moments, but it's not like every single scene has to have. It's like they didn't feel like they had to. No, because you know what's in store for someone when they can, you know, Michael Myers confronts them. And the big question I had for myself going into it, and that I feel not so assured knowing the answer coming out of it, is this going to start a new series? And it should not, without saying anything. But then there's this one tiny little scene at the end, you're like, or maybe. Right. Always keeping it open. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, is the bad guy really dead? Because they pretty much closed the lid on that. But then they're saying, maybe is there room for a new uh, yeah. imitation yeah. of Michael Myers? It doesn't have to be Mike Myers. No, but it was a good movie. And for anyone who's enjoyed any of the series, but obviously the first one with the music and John Carpenter stood, stands the test of time. It's, was the music back in this? Yes, and it was awesome. And they cool. did like these little like winks to the, the original one like between sound effects and... And just these little musical cues and some of the things that happen inside the movie. For instance, from uh, the very original, at one point, Jamie Lee Curtis's character pushes Michael Myers off a balcony and he tumbles over and then she goes over and looks and he's not there. And then this happened, but in reverse in this one, where he pushes her over a ledge and then he gets up and go look because she's hunting him in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, she's been like, I know he's getting out. And like, there's almost like this, I don't know, like kinsmanship between them. You know, and they even acknowledge like one of the rumors that uh, people had, like fan fiction had created, like they're actually brother and sister. And he's like, "Oh, isn't like Lori, your grandma, like Michael Myers' sister?" And she's like, "No, I don't know who started that." Because this story huh. really sub focuses around her granddaughter, and uh, Judy Greer is actually her her daughter in this movie. You know, uh, voice of um, oh, what's her name from Archer, and she's been in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, she, yeah. she's Kitty from Arrested yeah. Development and countless other things. She was in it and. The comedy was right. It was just a very fun movie that didn't take itself too seriously, but like really put it on when it needed to. And they did such a good job of wanting you, two things they wanted you to want from the movie as it pertains to Michael Myers, which they never delivered on and they did so well. They wanted you to hear him speak uh-huh. and they kept getting at that like two times over. People yelled at him, it's like, say something. And then you shouldn't tell Michael Myers to say something, by the way, in this movie. Bad, bad results. And then another time, or another thing that they wanted you to want from this, and they still didn't pay it off, is to see his face. And they were so close at points. But in the very first movie, he gets shot in the face. It like hits his eye. And even in this movie, just for a split second, they let you see this like tiny corner of his face just to see that he has a dead eye, basically, mm. where he got shot. So they're very aware of what happened. And it was just, it was a well-done movie. Uh, I would recommend anyone see it. For me, it was like a solid like B+. Plus. Wasn't like the best movie ever, but it was it was enjoyable, and all the people I went with liked it. And uh, yeah, it's nice when you leave a movie feeling like you got your money's worth. I always appreciate that. That's good. Is it worth seeing better in theaters for sure? I think it would be best enjoyed in theaters. Yeah, but because it's more in resolution nowadays. Yeah, and sound bars you, you you can recreate it easily, but but it say, helps when the entire room is dark. Yes, you have a then, huge screen. Yeah, and if, if only we could get that to ourselves, because just like so many movies you and I have seen this year, let alone our Infinity War uh, trials, there was a lot. It was like teen night at the movies, because, you know, mm-hmm. slasher films, blah, blah, blah. So it, I like the movie theater experience without other people. If only there was a way to, like, when I get rich, I'm going to start just buying out movies. You and me and a select group of friends will go. That's how we're going to do it. Cool. To the smaller screen, because that's all we really had for movies this time around, let's talk about what's happening with Netflix. It's TV time. TV time. That was my jingle. It was monumental. What have you been watching lately? Well, I actually started watching Daredevil Season 3. Yes. Uh, I, you know, out of all of the Netflix Marvel... The Originals, MNU. whatever you call that. I, I call it the Marvel Netflix universe. Okay, yeah. The MNU. Menu. The menu. <laughs> Out of all the shows on the menu, Daredevil is one of the consistently good ones. Yeah. And uh, so Daredevil Season 3 just recently came out. It, it took did. me a little bit to, to, to start it, but I finally started it. And I mean, I mean I'm literally just halfway through the first episode. But no, I'm liking it so far. You're a little further, right? Yeah, and I got to say... This is an awesome series. This probably, without having been able to finish it, will be my favorite season of this awesome series. Better than all of the Netflix Marvel stuff? It's it's right there so far, again, having not completed, but it's right there so far with the first season, which is my favorite um, season yeah. of all the uh, Marvel shows on Netflix. And 
it took a little bit of arduousness, if you will, from me, because right at the time that Daredevil season three came out, I still need to finish Iron Fist season two. And then when I got the news, which we'll get into a little bit later, that Iron Fist season two got canceled. I was like, okay, I probably you mean should. season season two came out, season three and, the, the, and the, beyond the, got canceled. The, yeah, yeah, the show itself has been canceled as a standalone. And so I was like, all right, well, I can't just dangle this and not see why it maybe got canceled or. Uh, finished the series. So with, you finished... Der- so it, okay. it, it lit a fire under my ass, basically, to finish Iron Fist Season 2 so that I could, in good yeah. consciousness, without any like sidetrack, get started on Season 3 of uh, Daredevil. And it's awesome. And I have said this, I'm sure it's on record somewhere in our recordings, the epitome of having well, a good show... But you're saying Iron Fist is awesome. No, no, no. I'm saying Daredevil is. Oh. Sorry for the confusion. But what I want to say is... Well, I've said this. A show can almost like in a way be only as good as the villain and this villain this look this time around with fisk it's awesome i'm really enjoying it he he's kind of the star for me so far yeah uh bullseye is going to be great um no spoiler there they showed him in the the trailer and just the the escalation of things how it's gotten to this point uh between you know uh, the Devil, Hell's Kitchen, Fisk, and some of these side characters. It's just everything's on point this season. Good. Really liking it. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, should we talk about the fact that Iron Fist and Luke Cage? Not surprised. Yeah. Yes, are, we should. They're, they're both. So it was announced that Iron Fist was canceled, and then and then not like even a week, week later. later, yeah. It, there was also announced that Luke Cage was canceled. Not surprised about Iron Fist, especially same when the, you finish watching the season. Whenever you get around to it, you're yeah. like, eh, okay, yeah, it if was pretty much it was pretty it. much DOA, as they say. Yeah, I mean, the first one was they, so bad that they screwed it up so bad that even if the second season was awesome, it's not going to get the benefit. Yeah, you of lost ha- half or two thirds of the people who are willing to give and it then a of try course, anyway. Defenders as a conglomeration <sighs> of it all so bad. didn't help any of the individual series, no doubt. And when and I'm sorry, when we're in a world where you know things like Avengers come together yeah, and just Captain quality. America: Civil War, like when you have these. Uh, collaborative movies with all of these heroes and villains coming they together. They have like 30 moving pieces and yet it's still like central to one yeah. plot line. And they become the biggest, best, like most action-packed, most epic Earth's movies. Heroes, you might say. And then when we get Defenders, we kind of expect something yeah, similar. Sh- something shrunk down as it may be. Yeah, uh, but on a something bigger not, than yeah, but just what we've been getting in the shows. And it's worse. Mystical hand creatures. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But Luke Cage, to That's my what surprise. That's was really surprising. And I, you and I, I think maybe to varying degrees, but I think we're agreed that we both did not like the way season two ended. Uh, not as... Well... It was just that like last ten minutes that I was no, like, oh, that, don't that turn really, it that way. That soured it for me, and I wonder no. how much that just in viewers. No, I'm not saying that caused it to be canceled. Not yeah, at all. Yeah. I wonder how much in like some viewers' mind made that like, well, okay. If it had like ended on such a high note, you're like, no, I need to see what ne- what happens next. Well, and I think that's what they were going for. Was like, okay, did he turn bad? Did Luke Cage? And so, this is a spoiler. Sorry. No, it's all. But like now. the last ten minutes, they kind of like start to hint that he's. You know, he's now got control of the uh, the villain's business, Harlem's Paradise. And so, is he like them? Is he now now that he has this power? Is he kind of turning to that darker side? And and is like you know, I think that was what they were trying to do was kind of make the viewer go, oh, I've got to watch next season to to see if he continues on this past or on this path, or if he yeah, just like starts to realize oh i shouldn't be going that way and yeah i i i understand why both got the axe more so iron fist i am disappointed that we won't get to see what happens to luke cage as an individual that's not to say now there's been no this is just purely speculation but they have not said that you will never see these characters again right because what we do know and this has been researched uh, by other people and we checked it out too uh, Jessica Jones season three, which I honestly, I've, if you were to ask me after Iron Fist got canceled, which one's next? I'd be like, oh, Jessica Jones, no doubt. Season two was so dull. Yeah. So I was surprised to know that she will outlast Luke Cage essentially. Yep. Um, but uh, Jessica Jones season three is in the can. Don't have a release date yet. And Punisher season two, which I am By in the can, to. you mean it's, it's done. It's wrapped like up. Like it's yeah. wrapped. The filming is wrapped. Yes. Yeah. Not like someone shit canned it. Right. Well, that's, I just wanted to clarify. So the I'm listeners using didn't think terms that. here. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm an insider here. All right. I, I know stuff. Stuff <laughs> about movies. 
And I don't know. I, I just feel like with what we know uh, in regards to the two confirmed uh, extension seasons coming, that we might still see them. I really think I'm this sure flatlines a Defender season two. I, uh, well, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if... Okay, so we know that like I, the, these characters are going to come back. They, they're going to have to. And so maybe we don't get... Cameos def- or better. Yeah, maybe we don't get a Defenders, but maybe what we get are the best pieces of the the seasons that were canceled. So, for example, in you know when uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage were fighting together, right, and they were those the heroes for hire. Well, now they literally are heroes for hire. Yeah, they're both unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when they come together, those were like the highlights of the entire season, right? Yeah. And so if they can just pull those pieces out and add them to these other seasons then what you're doing is you're just making the seasons that do survive, you're just making them a little bit better, which I think is good. Um, and I hope, I don't know, but I hope that maybe they focus on that instead of only bringing them together in a Defenders So what show. do we know? And yeah, I appreciate that point of view. What do we know, think, whatever, speculate, made this happen? Because I, I was going to say at first, oh, it's got to be you know critical reception, but I still think Luke Cage season two had a good reception from critics. Maybe not as hot or as on fire as season one, and rarely sure. things aren't as good the second season. Um, but I'm just like thinking to myself, okay, what about the ratings? And then I realized I don't know how Netflix measures its ratings. They don't publicly make that because they're not Nielsen. It's, so it's difficult for them. So this is what's been reported: is um, they attract subscribers because of a lot of their exclusives. It's the same thing that the console wars happen, right? It's like, okay, I got a PlayStation because I want to play God of War or because I want to play Spider-Man. You know, it's like, which I couldn't do on a different console. And, I feel you. And so so when you're dealing with streaming services, that's what separates them is, is their exclusives. And Netflix by far has some of the best exclusives out of all the streaming services. And these Marvel ones were a big kind of, you know... Uh, showpiece for them. Yeah, and the problem is, is how do they measure that in new or sustaining subscribers? And when it comes down to it, it's so inexpensive. Now, I shouldn't say inexpensive, but it's a lot less expensive for them to make their own stories and their own shows and their own ideas than it is to contract to with it. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel charges a shit ton of money oh you can well imagine to netflix to say okay netflix you can do these stories you can hire uh, a a couple of our people as consultants to make sure the stories are you know on par with what we want with the characters but it's like so expensive for them but are you going to attract enough business to make it back and that seems like a big gamble maybe they're just not willing to take the gamble on and i think that's what it is because they can still keep the characters but maybe not pay for a full-on show right and Marvel is only going to let them have these beasts and B and C characters. They're not going to let them have any of the big That's A characters. That's who they need. They need Beast. Beast, yes. Yeah, they should get Beast. What you know, and if they were to bring in somebody who's like a little bit higher level, that yeah. would be a great ratings boost for them. Agreed. But, but Marvel's not going to let them have that. Well, no, and no TV show does does the TV show deserve it too to have get the big guys you know yeah, i think exactly. like honestly if you look at like the pantheon between dc and marvel who's got the biggest grab it maybe supergirl as far as like just recognition i'm saying most everyone's kind of b level and well and down i don't know if the flash is pretty high up there yeah, for dc true. and but you know i'll give you that when it comes down to it though i think marvel is having such success with their movies that i would bet they're not they're, you know, they're just saying no to any other new characters, really. Mm. Like maybe minor characters or the ones that were are directly related to, say, Daredevil or yeah. Luke Cage. And I see what you mean about like it would be way cheaper to have a, a Netflix exclusive slash original yeah. that's their own creation or something that they don't have to pay as much to license. But it just makes me sad that you know Adam Sandler's films still keep getting made now exclusively with Netflix, and yet these two shows, which you know, between really liking and being okay with, depending on which series it is, I, I still want more from. And it, actually, you know what? After the second season of Iron Fist, I'm okay with him not yeah. having any more series or seasons. I still would like to see him on occasion show up, but yeah, it's okay. I mean, uh, let's be honest. If these shows were really, really good, 
known to be like the best comic book television that you can find, mm-hmm. then it would like they would be keeping it, and yeah. it would be worth the money. But when ratings are just in the in the shitter, it was just it's so just funny not worth because it. like two years ago, right when you know we're still pretty fresh off the heels if i have my chronology right off daredevil season one and jessica jones comes out luke cage comes out this shit was on fire and then it just hit the freaking break so hard when iron fist came out and then subsequently defenders came out and then it just they couldn't steer out of the skid it felt like punisher was good um yeah and, and punisher's still going but so far it just it seems like just it really did start with iron fist because they were on fire before that and yep. now, so if you had to guess who's next on the chopping block, I don't foresee it being Daredevil. I would totally guess that Jessica Jones is next. So Even after the announcement of this third right. season being wrapped up, because I agree. because you wouldn't you wouldn't announce a cancellation before the next season no, is even released. Like, hey, watch this, knowing because, that we yeah, gave up on it. The hype would be that oh, there's no more Jessica Jones, and they, so what's the point? They would be like, no, 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 we still have one more. Watch that. Like, it'll be. It'd, it'd be if 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 they've decided to get rid of it, well, and they might not actually have made that decision until seeing the success of season three. But um, if they decide to get oh, rid of it, even if they knew it was glass. now, even if they knew it now, they wouldn't they wouldn't announce it until far after season three came out. Yeah, and same with Punisher season two, which is already wrapped. I you know that one seemed to be uh, that was a really good show. Yeah, so, and then the thing I really I'm looking forward to about Punisher season two. Because like I've been saying, don't want to keep repeating myself. Everything has to have a really good villain to counterbalance the hero. Um, Jigsaw is going to be a really awesome yeah. villain. You know, they set that up really nicely between uh, the pretty boy. I forget his name now. And now that he's been fully scarred. So there's reason right off the bat to care about season two. Yeah. I like those actors too, man. I think oh, they play great. so well together. Yeah. They've really got their guy with, um, oh, what's his name? Who's Punisher? I can't think of his name now, but you know, the guy. Who's Punisher? The guy. Yeah. The Walking Dead guy. Yeah. And he's so much more than that, too, though. The, hey, you slept with my wife, the Walking you know, Dead guy. Is we remember that so impactfully. And that show is like so insignificant now. And that when he was on that show was like, what, he made his exit season two? And that was like yeah. eight years ago yeah. or something like that? That was but when yet, it was still, awesome. Oh, Shane. Shane. I kept wanting to call him Shane. Uh, John Bernthal just came to me. But yeah, what a good fit he was. Just like I'm really enjoying Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock. And it's so cool. He has a yeah. superhero name in real life. For a perfect name, you know, the alliteration, Matt Murdock, and his real name's Charlie Cox. Yeah. Who plays him. Just kind of fit, funny, fitting. Like cool. my pants. <laughs> Getting off the rails a little bit. I apologize. It's sad, understandably so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wish Luke Cage could go on. But Me too. We'll hopefully see him down the line. All you right. Know, we'll see you at the crossroads. Yeah. Okay, so is that it for television that we want to talk about? I think that... Well, if you don't mind me mentioning something I've been watching, and I watched, I think... Mm. It's so funny. This year, I forget, but then when I realize it, I'm sad that still this year, we would have by now been done with Game of Thrones and uh, Stranger Things would have come out based on the previous years. So we're without those two major shows this year. But something that really grabbed my attention in a way that Stranger Things did, like you didn't know about it, you really didn't hear about it. You're like, I guess I'll check this out. And then within a week, I finished all 10 episodes. It's Haunting of Hill House, which is... Uh, very popular right now on Netflix. It's gotten great reviews, and it's one of those things that sits almost perfectly equal on the scale on like Rotten Tomatoes, for instance, between critics and fans. Mm-hmm. Like they're both like, no, this is good, and it's so good. And yes, it's scary. It's based off of like the old black and white House on Haunted Hill movie, right? Which was redone late '90s, early 2000s. Remember that with uh, Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I don't think I've seen just any as well. of them to just be honest. As, well, the first one was cool. The old black and white one was cool, but it's an old recycled story just like a lot of stuff nowadays, but the way they put this new modern touch on it, it still maintains a lot of the storylines and plots and haunts of the first one or the original or whatever you consider the source for you. But it was so good, and it's not just about a scary house. It's about addiction and broken families and mental illness and relationships and family drama. And it, from the beginning, makes no bones about it. It's going to, in pretty much every episode, be time-jumping. Like you'll see someone like pick up this cup in real time and then it will cut to when that cup was a fixture back in like 40 years ago in the house or something like that. Hmm. And then you're like, and it does, but it tells the story very well. It's doing such that? a, is a, it a complicated? Co- no, it's a, well, co- complicated. Yes. But coherently told. told. Yeah. And it was just such a well done thing. And 
like it got emotional and then it was very frightening at points and then it was like funny at some points it just it hit the family dynamic like this family how they survived this house and dealt with this house that's been haunting them and just done horrible things to them for the course of like 30 years and what children effect it had on them as children and those who are still left how they function as adults it was just it was just freaking good like mm. you don't even have to like scary stuff you're like oh no i'm not a fan of horror yes there's some terrifying aspects in it but what a strong through line it had from the very first episode there would be some things like i would be watching like what is that that doesn't make any sense and then they pay it off at the end i don't think it's going to be an ongoing series i think it's just a one and done series based on the way the story story seemed to be wrapped up, but it was just well, if it's popular enough, that's the thing. Netflix. I, will... I genuinely hope that was it. It was just should be a mini series, not yeah. a series. You know what I mean? That's the way. I, honestly, I felt about um, American Horror Story. I, f- I felt like they the first one to... was so good, and I think they really were just like, oh, we got something here, and then Let's and then expand. Yeah, and I like the idea of like having a different story, but then with the same cast but members, that's what threw it off for me. It, you know? It was a little weird. Yeah. I think they should have just recast every time. That would have been I totally okay. I completely agree. But I, I, I think that they just lost track of what made it good, yeah. in my opinion. And I know it's still... And I genuinely hope that, that I would good, like but... this to not be subject to that. I would like it to just be a standalone thing. It has some great... The acting was so good in it. And just what a, a, just a good story. And just there's so many little twists and turns that... But they pay it off and explain it well without you know, beating you over the head with it. There's a lot of times I was like, oh, that's what that was about. And I'll realize it like an episode later. Hmm. Uh, you do not have to be a horror fan to like this. All the more so if you do. But it, it was very strategically uh, released in October, the month. Sure. This month of Halloween. So it makes sense. I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to check it out. Well, let me ask you this. So um, like my girlfriend and I don't really like scary stuff. Right. Um, but if the price is but right. Specifically, she doesn't. For sure. And so there's no way... Because I've got a handful of shows that I watch that she doesn't watch, like all these Marvel stuff, right? Like if I if I wanted to if I wanted to catch up on Daredevil, like that's on my own time. Mm-hmm. And then we've got shows that we watch together. Is this something that somebody who really just doesn't like scary stuff can actually get into? In and around the scary stuff, there's something to enjoy. Yes, the scary moments are pretty intense, and that's the thing. It's not bloody. It's not gory. It's, it makes you think. It's like, is this in my head? Kind of scary. It's it's thrilling. It's breathtaking but it's not like just oh although there is one scene that just literally was a cheap jump scare and it scared the shit out of me as i was washing dishes and my headphones in and i dropped my plate and i think i broke it too it was almost like something straight out of the show itself but i think you could still see through the scares to see the craftsmanship that went into this show okay and just the the good i mean good it was it was well produced it was well acted it was just it was good it really caught me by surprise. If I'm like doing a best of year's end list here in October, it's totally up there for something uh, that was uh, on uh, TV. Well, I will try to check it out. And it sounds like we uh, would say to the listeners, yeah, do the same. Try do to check same. it out. Well, that pretty much wraps up television. And honestly, I think that wraps up our entire agenda today. We talked a lot of stuff. So now I have the pleasure of giving Brandon here the, <laughs> if you were to mess around with those pleasure words a little bit, to me. <laughs> that would sound really bad. Go ahead. Uh, I have the pleasure of giving Brandon the shadow of the synopsis today. So I'm going to read him a little bit of a summary of, it could be a video game, TV show, movie, comic book, whatever. Yeah. Something in the geek realm. And he just has to kind of see if he can pull out what it is. You guys know what it is. What? That we're doing. <laughs> yep. Okay. Here he goes. The story. Mm, good start. Yeah. This story takes place in City 17, one of an unknown number of urban centers where humans are kept in Orwellian pseudo slavery by a mysterious alien race known as the Combine that made their way to Earth through the accidental formation of an interdimensional portal. Having made a deal with the invading race, humans are now strong oppressors of themselves prisons concentration camps and urban centers alike are controlled by members of a somewhat voluntary military in which human participation is rewarded with various benefits such as better living conditions but a resistance stirs in the shadows a large system of underground railroads are in place the populace is on the edge of total rebellion what they need is a little inspiration and a little push 
and it seems that the very person that helped create the portal may be just the man to lead the resistance against the alien foes. Portal, also done by Valve. You have described Half-Life 2. I did, yeah. I love that game. You know what's funny, though? Half-Life 2 gets probably more recognition for being just a more complete game. But if you ask me what game I identify more with, it's totally a first Half-Life. I love Half-Life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, back in the blocky, you know, PC graphics days, I loved Half-Life. See, I loved... I think Half-Life 2 was was more my jam, but I actually really enjoyed uh, Season 1 and Season 2. Do you think we'll be alive for Half-Life 3? I hope so. At this rate? Yeah. I don't know. It seems it seems a little ominous. Well, good job. Yeah, man. Yeah, you seem Happy to get Halloween, that. too, by the time this comes out. I hope you have Probably, a great Halloween. Yeah. We, we usually take a day or two or week to <laughs> yeah. just edit it. <laughs> yeah, anytime you don't hear from us or it seems like there's a long time between our recording and then the time you actually listen to it, just know that... You know, we, we get busy. Yeah, with each other. Like right now, we're recording this on a Sunday, and then it's like, okay, we got to go back to work on Monday and, and Tuesday and yep, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Down the rabbit hole we go. Um, hey, uh, I have an awesome quote in Geek History. Yes. Can I share it with you? Yes, please. So here's a little funny memory that kind of tag along to this. I originally saw the movie Tremors yes. on cable. Now, there's a very popular scene, just two words from Kevin Bacon, that played out on cable as Forget You. And the very first time I actually heard the uncensored version, I was like, oh, that's what he actually says. I think I like when I was 13, I was like, oh, oh, okay. So would you mind ringing up that very popular scene after the first uh, tremor uh, each shit in their presence and Kevin Bacon's remarks as a result? Fuck you! <laughs> Included with that quote is the cheesy redneck laugh that comes with it but <laughs> if you don't like our podcast that's kind of how we feel about you but why would you be listening to this point only to never mind we love you yeah we love you and we want to connect with you how should we do that yeah we've got a you can email us you can uh email us at randomfandomcast at gmail.com or can, you should can, and would you can uh follow us on twitter yeah get our most up-to-date thoughts at random fandom wbb and uh we don't really do anything else because we don't have time yeah so if you don't like it then fuck you and we don't do all the other stuff like IG and all that stuff. And uh, is that what they call Instagram, right? They just call it Instagram, but yeah, that's fine. I've heard it called IG. Okay. I've got the E. Maybe. All right, we're out of here. We're done for today. Talk to you again soon. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and, most importantly, being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky, everyone. 